Welcome back to the Future Champions podcast, part two of the gospel according to Ron Smith. Ron Smith is an absolute legend of Australian football. He was the head of the Australian Institute of Sport. He scouted Tom Rogic through the Nike Football Academy, and he has been involved in football for a very long time. He is an absolute gem when it comes to information relating to football. In this episode, Ron and Martin Doherty sit down with a young footballer and talk about his passion of football and try and answer some of those questions. So let's not wait any longer. Here it is, part two with Ron Smith. You talked about a 15-year-old or, you know, working with 15-year-olds and and I guess now with Martin here and, and also you, Ron, we've probably got two of the, I would say, experts in, in youth development, talent identification, um, in my view, in, in, in Australia. Um, and, and I know that might be a bold statement, but it's one that I hold. I, I, I wonder if you'd be willing to have a chat to a young football player that we've got waiting in the waiting room um, and maybe between the two of you, and we can go on and have a, uh, you might, Martin, have a few more um, questions later on for Ron, but would you mind if we invited Henry Brophy into the room to have a chat? No, no, no problem for me. <laughs> Invite anyone in. <laughs> yeah, right, let, let, let's have a look. Let's, let's get, let's get Henry. So I understand you've got a question for Ron, but I think uh, Martin's also going to help Ron answer maybe some of your questions. So just to give you an idea, these guys have a fair good understanding of youth football and development and identification. So is there a question that you've got to ask and that we can work through tonight? Yeah, um, I'd like to know what specific qualities you look for, like both on and off the field when scouting a player. Okay, and Henry, just so we know, Tell us a bit about yourself. Um, how old are you and what fo- where do you play football? I'm um, 14. Do you mean my position? Or? Well, you can say, so tell us where, you, like where you've played football, I guess your football background when you started and where you, what, what club you play for and position. Um, I started when I was 11, I think, playing just in the local league. And then uh, when I was about, I think, 12 or 13, uh, Stuart and some other coaches introduced Wide Bay, um, FQ Wide Bay, and we went away to Mackay for some trips down there. And then we played a lot of um, home and away games with that, I think, against other um, regional teams. And then eventually um, the Wide Bay Buccaneers was formed. And I've played for the Wide Bear Buccaneers now for three years. And what position? Uh, I play in the midfield. And can you remind them of your question? Yeah. Um, so I'd like to know what qualities like do you look for in a player, both on and off the field when scouting? Okay. Um, I'll kick that one off. Can, before I do, Henry, what's your date of birth? The 27th of the 7th, 05. Right, 27705. Okay. So how old are you right now? 14. Just So you just turned four. Are you, are you 15 next week? What's yeah, the, on Monday. You're 15 on Monday. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I look for a number of things, Henry. If I go and watch a game of football and I'm looking to see if there's any players that interest me at any level, uh, 
the quality of their first touch for me um, is important important the range of techniques so what's your passing like um, you know that sort of stuff what's your range of passing do you look for things and try things in a game and uh, what's your reaction if things and don't come off because you know what it's like everyone makes mistakes it's but you see some people drop the head or spit the dummy so to speak <laughs> or or others get on with it you know if you lose the ball do you chase back and try and you know get it back or do you throw your arms in the air and have a little tantrum you know things like that so that's that kind of gives me a little bit of feedback about the mentality of a player what attitude like um that doesn't mean say so you can't change attitude, but I like to see that in a player. The willingness to run as well, not only in like getting forward to try and score, but also the willingness in running back to, to get behind the ball where you can defend and, and stuff like that. Um, at your age, the physical side of the game, you're still developing as a young person. And there can be significant change over a period of time between where you are now, nearly 15, and say 17. Um, so I, I wouldn't be worried too much about what you're like. It'd be more about your technical ability, what you try to do in the game, and how you play. You know, so... Um, it's a bit hard to do, you know, if you're playing in the midfield, I'd be looking for someone in there who's comfortable being put under a bit of pressure, who can maintain possession of the ball, maybe play some one-touch passing, um, as well as being able to receive it under pressure and move the ball and that sort of stuff, you know, combining with players. So that would be the sort of stuff that I would be looking for. Um, and uh, what you then find out if you work with players is which players can adapt or change their behaviour a little bit to become a better player. And that, for me, is what I call the capacity to learn. But you don't know that until you actually work with players. So when I was running the AIS and I used to, um, obviously watch a lot of football and players, I would then speak to the coaches of the players and say, so what's your take on this lad? What's he like? Tell me what kind of a person is he? Um, because that will tell me a little bit then about what you're probably going to be like away from the field. What's your general behaviour like, you know, um, et cetera, et cetera. And that can cover a whole range of things. So I like um, I like to see lads who who want to you know aspire, but not everybody does. I've learned that in recent years. I used to think it was like a, an accepted quality because I've been used to working with players who all wanted to be professional footballers. And more recently, I've worked with players at a lower level, and most of them just want to have fun. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> So I would gear my training so that they had fun because they weren't bothered whether they got better or not, as long as they had fun. So 
I've tried to adapt according to the people that I'm working with. Um, so what I expect and would like to see is totally different amongst different groups of players. Okay. So does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. What about um, more off the field? Like, say you're at a tournament or something, and you're like maybe walking around, and when the game's on, on I guess, or even if there's games on, and you see like a player that you're scouting, like off the field, what do you look for? I guess. Um. Well, uh, I don't actually look for anything. I, I, but I like to see people who have a a general sense of, you know, treating other people well, um, good behaviour, uh, not doing, you know, but I know that young people, young people do all sorts of crazy things. Uh, a coach I worked with once said to a young player, he said, if ever you're not sure about whether you should be doing something, imagine that I'm five yards away looking at you, okay? And now I thought that was one of the best little tips I ever heard somebody give a young player. He said, if you're happy to keep doing it, thinking that I'm five yards away, then it's probably okay. And if you're not, then stop doing it. <laughs> okay? So yeah. that's one for you to sort of think about. Martin, did you have a comment? Well, obviously, um, I, I, going basically on from what Ron said, everything – um, is absolutely spot on. It's funny because when I go to tournaments um, and I'm looking at players, I look at them when the coach is talking and I see how connected and how engaged they are and they're really taking it in. And um, and I've, I've got this habit, horrible habit, of going over at half time and being the third year. Yeah. Because I might have made match notes myself on that particular player that I'm looking and I want to look at one or two things, and that is, is this player connected not to the team, but to the coach and to his or her philosophy? Or is he connected or is she connected to what the parents have been telling them prior to the game? So I always think it's a real, it's a, and, and I, I see you laughing there, Ron, because obviously you've seen it a number of times. And um, I, it's a thing I've always done. Um, everything that you said is spot on, spot on. But I look at the player... And I'm thinking, is this player listening and taking on board what the coach is saying? And are they really connected and engaged? Or are they looking at it from a selfish point of view? And, and I've been in environments, believe it or not, where I've seen it. And I've been told that these players are the next best thing. And I do another sneaky thing. I check up on them. Talking, you're talking about um, uh, computers. Now, I check up on these players that I always thought would never make it anyway. And, uh, and I've been proven right. They've never made it because they were never like, never totally connected to what they were really all about. They had their own agenda. And um, I'll leave that with you, Ron, because you've got obviously got a story that you're going to put on there. I can no, see no, I, I, I was laughing a little bit because um, I I also, um, when, when they used to have the NTC challenges at the AIS, and I, I still only live 10 minutes away, I would always go in there and watch all the games during the week. And the thing that I used to love doing was going over and sort of sidling up behind the benches at half time <laughs> um, to, to do exactly what you've just said. I would look at the player, but I was, I was also very keen to hear what the coaches were saying 
yeah. in terms of what was their assessment of what was going on and what did they say to the players? Yeah. Kind of compare that with what I was thinking. Yes. And see if there was a, a bit of synergy there. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes there was, and sometimes uh, I used to think, well, we've just seen two different games. <laughs> you were on the other pitch. Henry, can I ask you another question? What is your biggest challenge in football at the moment? You're a regional player, like regional Queensland player. What do you feel is your biggest challenge to overcome and get to the level you want to be at? Uh, maybe moving from the area I'm in or persuading mom to let me move, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know, maybe getting seen, I guess, more. Does it Does it? scare you that you are a regional player and you are some distance away from, uh, I guess, Brisbane and the potential of being identified and participating in the in, in the higher level competition? Is that what worries you? Yeah. Ronald, um, Martin, did you want to talk about distance and being a remote regional player? Um, the only thing I'd say about that is that, yes, in the region, everybody knows who the best players are, right? And there are some distinct advantages. In, in some other sports, there are more players coming from regional areas than the big cities, rugby, for example. Okay, in populations of less than 500,000, there's a very, very high percentage of players that come in from those areas who play in the NRL. Um, or that was the case a few years ago. And I, I imagine it probably still is. So what you get from that is opportunity. Often you can take some control over your training. You have the ability to get access to facilities. Often you can train with more than one group and also older players. And I, I believe that that is a huge benefit for young people to be able to train with slightly older players because it's tougher, okay? And you learn very early on in the piece that you can't mess about with the ball for too long or you get dumped on your backside, <laughs> okay? How big are you, Henry? Oh, probably like, I think I'm five foot five or something. Okay then, well, I was like that. I didn't shoot up until I was 17 and I'm only five foot eight now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so... So I learned early on in the piece that you can't get into battles with bigger people. And that's a great thing to actually kind of like develop. So I use the term that you've got to learn to keep the ball out of tapping range. So that means if to be able to do that, you need to know where opponents are as often as you possibly can. So the key to that is to keep saying, Where's my marker and where's the ball? And when you do that, you look for both of them. So these are things that I've trained players to do over most of my life because they're all good behaviours. You then make decisions. Okay? You get kicked and dumped on your backside far less when you know where opponents are and you can eyeball them because when they come rushing in, you can just duck, you know, drop the shoulder, go this way, that way, and make them look a bit stupid. Um, yeah. don't play on that because they'll kick you even harder the next time if they can okay 
that's something you just put in your own little mind. But the ability to do that can actually make you become now a far more effective player. I had a young girl, right, last year in January that the local technical director, Scott O'Donnell, he said, Ronnie, can this young girl, she lives in the country, um, can she come and train with you and the, the TSP boys? Okay, she was 18, the boys are 15, and she was about five foot two, probably 38 kilos, if that. And I said to her, you have got to learn very quickly here that you do not get involved in any battles with the boys because you're going to lose every one of them. So you have to learn to keep the ball moving out of jacking range, change direction because you are so good at that. And she used to have these big gangly 15-year-old boys that were like Bambi on ice, okay? She'd have them going one way and she'd, she'd already turned and gone the other way, you know, in a heartbeat. So what I'm saying is these are all little things that you can, you can start to practice and you're in control of that. Nobody else. You can do that if you want to. If you believe that's a good idea, then you can actually build that into your game. You can train yourself to do that and you'll become a better player for it, okay? Once you make it a habit, you, you'll do it without thinking because you'll have trained yourself to do it so many times that you'll do it with your eyes shut almost. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Henry, thanks for your time. Martin, did you have anything else you wanted to add? I just want I just wanted to briefly add, and obviously I haven't lived in the region for 30 years. Uh, Henry, I know exactly um, how you're feeling because having dealt with a lot of players um, at that 14, 15 year age, um, it's a funny one because again, following on from what Ron said, and I, I used to, I used to use the same. Believe it or not, Ron, the grass isn't always greener on the other side because um, people wanted to jump ship at 13 and 14 from Cairns, where we lived, to come down to the the big smoke in Brisbane, and um, and I used to say to them because I used to train the youth the youth teams all the time, and I used to say to them, spend a year, spend two years here, spend more time playing with the big boys and getting used to that environment that you are going to go into because uh, coming down here thinking, you know, because you're the big fish up there in the, in the region, coming down here with the, with the pond is way greater and you don't have the experiences, just like you mentioned there, Ron, because um, the bad habits that you do create or you do gain in the regions, they're the ones that get you found out as soon as you come into the big city. So um, it's always a good idea to hear Spend a little bit of time with the big boys in the, the boxing ring, as I used to call it. Spend a little bit of time in there sparring with them and um, getting yourself full up a little bit and make sure you can jab left and right and duck and dive. And, and as you also mentioned again, Ron, you can make bigger people look a little bit silly. And believe it or not, small pe big people can make small people look silly as well. It's not all about small ones. But um, I always say the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Bed down your skills that you have at the moment and your awareness and, um, and, and, and I'm sure in the environment that you're in with the Buccaneers over there at White Bay, you'd be allowed to train with the bigger boys and that would prepare you hopefully as best you possibly can be for the time that it is to, to be right to move to Brisbane. Yeah. That young girl that trained with me, okay, she got a contract in the W League this season. That's good. Brilliant. That, that was from being a young girl in the country with no connections and she played for a boys team at under 18 level. Wow. All through the season. A club wow. 
she can come and join us. We're, you know, we're more than happy to have, um, you know, as long as she's good enough. We don't care. Yeah. But she right. and like I say, it was it was great to see her get a contract with Canberra in the in the W League, and she played in quite a few games, and that was her first season. Is this fair to say? Is it fair to say, Ron, that we don't see enough of that? Um, well, it, it's hard to say. Um, you know, I mean, there's always going to be a, a limit on how many. Um, what I like to see, Martin, is people with the desire absolutely, to be given opportunity yeah. where they come from. You know, there yeah. are lots of kids that live in the city who probably, you know, have a bit of a moan and a whinge and say, well, you know, I wish I had an opportunity to do that. Um, and sometimes you have to seek it out. Yeah, yeah. So. Henry, thank you so much for your time and uh, we'll say goodbye, but uh, the other three of us will keep talking for a bit longer. Thanks, Henry. Right, thank you. Bye. Good luck, Henry. We've now reached the end of part two of The Gospel According to Ron Smith. I think this has been a fantastic journey, but there is still one more episode to go. In part three, Ron talks about the Nike Football Academy and Tom Rogic. It is a great interview, and I'm looking so forward to sharing it with you. So come back and join us for part three. Thank you. Thank you.